Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a giant, epic pot or two of carnitas. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I have not felt very homesick since moving to Idaho, but I will tell you, if you are moving to Idaho and you love really, really, really good food of a large variety, you have made a mistake if you find yourself here. <laughs> because there's just not that much, man. I love me some Mongolian beef. Leo's Chinese. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh I can't talk about it too much. What I can tell you is that Leo's Chinese was always my go-to and they had this Mongolian beef that would knock my socks off. And FYI, for the gluten sensitive among us, Leo's Chinese was gangster on this. We ordered gluten-free everything and they would always hook it up. Now, there are certain things that they can't do gluten-free, but the vast majority, they totally, totally make gluten-free for us. So we'd go and my wife and I would get like, oh, I can't, I can't even list all the things because my mouth is just watering. But one of the big things is Mongolian beef, and I've been dying for that. I tried a uh, Chinese restaurant in town here recently. I actually just threw it away. Be and, and look, I hate wasting food. But what I can tell you is that the pain I felt from wasting food and wasting money and realizing I now had to go make dinner when I was already tired and disappointed was less painful than eating a second bite of the Mongolian beef. That's what I'm talking about. So I decided, and I was like, listen, I gotta, I gotta rock some carnitas. I'm Mexican, I, I have it in my blood, and I want it in my belly. So I make some carnitas, right? And I go out and I get the pork, and I'm, I'm going hard, right? And in fact, we had, uh, we had people here, so I couldn't make it inside, so I put it on the barbecue. So what I was doing is I had this giant pot, these two giant pots, so one Dutch oven, and then... Um, one, uh, it's just like a big Cuisinart. It doesn't even matter. I don't even know why I'm telling you about the pots, but my point is that I'm making this carnitas and it takes like four hours, lots of stuff. It's a big mess, but I finally get them inside. I put them on trays. I throw them into the broiler. So you get this nice slow roast kind of braised thing. And then you get this crisp from the broiler. Oh my gosh. They were amazing. So I take them off. We make tacos. It's everything you could hope. I completely overeat and man, now comes the cleanup. <laughs> now, let me tell you, if you're cooking with a Dutch oven, is it called a French oven or a Dutch oven? I keep cringing when I say Dutch oven. It doesn't matter. But my giant pot, okay? So I have this giant pot that has been on the barbecue for like four hours, and it actually has soot on it because you're burning like natural gas on it or something. I don't know why, but that's what happens when I cook on the barbecue. So it's covered in black soot, and it's a blue pot. So I'm like... And I got to do it right. You know, like I don't want my wife to be upset that I've stained the, the pot. And I frankly don't want to stain the pot, you know. So I start scrubbing and I'm scrubbing off the stuff. And I take like 10, 10-ish minutes, maybe 15 on each pot exterior. Because both of these got just blackened. Dude, it, it's still worth it. And then I have to go after the inside. Now, again, I do a first round on the inside, first scrub after I do the outside, and then I just have to let them soak because this stuff, again, it's been in there for like four hours. It is just, uh, but I will tell you, right before I ran the water to the interior, I, I pried off a tiny piece of the crisp on the outside of the pot that was like charred on there. And it was, again, it was on the inside. It was cooking. It must have been next to an onion or something. It was amazing. So... We do all this, I give it a little break, we get the kids showered and bathed and everything, and then I come back and I keep scrubbing. 
And I'm telling myself this whole time on my third round of cleaning these pots after the initial four hours of cooking before I clean off the, the giant baking trays that I use to put them in the broiler. I'm telling myself, I'm like, you know, Matt, it's a lot of effort, but you made a lot of food. Okay. So you have to consider the benefit you're going to get over the next like three or four days. And I'm planning on sharing some with, uh, with a friend we made from school. His wife has award-winning chili. Going to shout out to her. Going to talk to her soon on the podcast. It's amazing. She won a gold medal at a Harley Davidson chili cook-off. Just let that soak in for a second. Anyway, so I'm trading a, uh, a container of it for the chili, and I'm also going to donate a container of it to the uh, neighborhood Super Bowl party. I may not even be able to go, but I want to contribute, you know, and I'm not there. So I get all these benefits from this pork, and I'm thinking about it. It's like, well, is it really proportional, right? Is, is like the five hours of effort here proportional to the amount of benefit I get? I'm thinking like, yeah, you know... I mean, probably it's probably even if I'm losing a little bit, it's awesome. You know, it's awesome because who cooks carnitas? And that's when I kind of started thinking about it. It's like, yeah, who does this? Because I, I mean, I did like 15 pounds of pork. So if you're concerned with getting a great return for your investment, this is like, this is way up there. Like you ever see somebody make a really fancy salad? You know, and they're like cutting up these veggies or, you know, getting just the right dressing. Maybe they're making their own dressing. And they're, I mean, I've seen some people put some effort into salads. I got a lot of vegans and foodie funny people in my family. But it's like, what do you get out of one salad? I mean, it's like a starter course. It's not going to get you through even your afternoon. You got to, and it's this big investment. So I keep thinking about it. It's like, well, why don't more people do two giant pots of carnitas or pork or whatever? Because if you consider what you get for it, it seems very, very reasonable. And this thing hit me, and it, it's, it's so painfully obvious. Because we know that what we get out of something is proportional to the effort we put into it. Anything, anything worth having is going to be hard, right? Like a degree. You get a bachelor's degree, it's going to take you probably four years. I mean, you might be some wizard and do it in three and a half, and you might be having a really good time and do it in five. But it's going to take you some number of years to get that knowledge and get that degree. So we understand this. It's not a, it's not crazy. But the thing that really struck me is that even when the benefit you get is proportional to the effort, or maybe even better, maybe you get a better return. Maybe the amount of time I spent on the carnitas, like the five-ish hours, gave me a better return, you know, minute for minute than anything else I could have done. The more the initial investment the, the fewer people are going to do it. And it doesn't mean that the return is bad. It just means that fewer people are going to have the guts and the foresight and the willingness to put in that investment. And I, I started thinking about all of the things in my life that have kind of been like that. I mean, obviously, college degrees, learning sports, you know, jiu-jitsu took me, I mean years and years to become really, really good at it. And I was getting just pounded into a bleeding every day. But, you know, who does that? And the biggest thing, frankly, is I think back to when I was 22 and 23 and 24 and doing things in those days, you know, financially, educationally, that are serving me now. And I don't know anyone else at 22 that was doing those things. And it just, it just kills me. To think that 
everyone could be walking around with the capacity to make investments that will give disproportionate returns in the future. And we're all making investments whether we like it or not. Right? We're, we're all going to put effort into making food, whether we like it or not. You know, like say I make an, uh, uh, take an hour and, you know, make something for myself here, just instead of taking five hours to make something for myself today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and, and feed the neighbors and feed my friends. Like, I, I'm going to have to spend time. Like, we're all investing in our days one way or another. But the greatest returns, man, it seemed to be the things that just suck your life away, right? Like this car, you just, I had to be here. I had to be doing all this stuff. Yeah, fine. But man, that's where the gold is. It's those large scale investments. And the bigger the investment, the bigger the commitment, the bigger the burden, the fewer people will do it. And that's where you find, that's where you find those returns. That's where you become that guy who made epic carnitas for the Super Bowl party, even though he wasn't coming. That's when you're the guy who has super good carnitas that he can trade for award-winning chili. That's when you're the guy who's just willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do for everyone's benefit. You know, it, it's such a bummer that you see people making investments, limited return investments, on a daily basis. It's not and it's not food. It could be financial, it could be relationships, it could be social, it could be it could be in themselves, it could be personal. They could just be making these weak investments. Because the good investment would probably take twice as much time and the great investment would probably take four times as much time. And they're getting these substandard returns. Man, You're going to invest in your day whether you like it or not. You're going to go through your day. There's no stopping it. And there is, but it's not something worth considering. If you're going to make the investment in the day, if you're going to put yourself into that situation and have the guts to at least look the day in the face, why not try to get the most out of it? I'm Matt Todd, and this is Zines That Drives Me. Go out and crush it. This podcast is brought to you by Crushwell, the absolute premier vodka seltzer. Available locally, as well as AJ Tutoring, your best resource for not just K-12 prep, but also professional and college assistance. (sighs) Ah. <sighs>